1: Hello, everyone, and welcome along to another episode of the Dublin to Denver podcast. It is just myself and Stuart Roach this uh, this afternoon, or for this episode, afternoon as we are recording in the the sweltering heat uh, in in Ireland. We're not used to to these sorts of temperatures, um, but the the Broncos players will be will be dealing with this. You imagine that. Uh, training camp uh, next week. We are one week away uh, from the the start of training camp. And Stuart, uh, what what I suppose, as we look at the 2022 year, right, we've had some incredibly disappointing years. There's been hope at time at the start of the season. For you looking at this roster, um, this team and going forward, the owner is now in place, the GM is in place, the QB should be in place. What are the things that this team needs to do better to get to the, the playoffs and have a successful season?
3: I, I'm, I'm very wary of uh, quoting Al Davis on a Broncos podcast column, considering my deep-seated hatred for the Raiders. But I think, you know, just win, baby, is the first one that I would say. Uh, it, it's a peculiar thing, I think, in that We have been floundering around for quite some time, and I think floundering is exactly the word that I would use to describe the way the Broncos have been since Peyton Manning retired, Um, because we've decided not to do the thing that that normally teams do after a legendary quarterback wins a Super Bowl and retires. Um, What they tend to do is they are are awful, um, and they get draft capital, and they get a quarterback at the very high end of the draft. We've um, been awful, but we've decided never to draft a quarterback at the high end of the draft. Um, which, you know, has led us to, to where we were. Um, but then suddenly this offseason, it's almost like we've really accelerated everything about the, uh, the franchise. We've brought in Russell Wilson. Um, and with that, there's been, you know, the expectations um, for the Broncos this season, it, it's almost like we've skipped a year because Wilson has come in. You know, it's, it's almost like, in the normal scheme of things, this would be the second or the third year of the very promising rookie that we've we've sort of groomed for success. Sort of say, la Josh Allen with the Bills, for example. And we've 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 kind of sort of skipped all that, and now we're almost into absolute win now mode because of uh, of who the quarterback is. And um, we've also had um, some very high draft picks, which, as as we 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 well know, we've we've not spent on quarterbacks. But the upside of that is, it means is that we have amassed an array of talent, Pat Sertan clearly being one of them, um, the wide receivers. Uh, we spent a second round pick on Javante Williams, who, as we spoke about last week, we've, you know, we've got very, very high hopes for. So I think what we need to do, Colin, is I think we need to, we need to execute. We need to. We need to have leaders step up because I think there has been a serious lack of leadership amongst the team. Now, I I do think a lot of that is exacerbated by the fact that the quarterback has not been a leader um, since Peyton Manning retired. I think I suppose that probably the closest one we might have had would have been Teddy Bridgewater in the way that the other players talked about him. But Teddy Bridgewater is just not a functioning NFL quarterback. Unfortunately, he, he talked a great game. Players seemed to respect him, but he just couldn't deliver out on the field. His arm strength just wasn't there. Um, So I think we need leaders to step up on both sides of the ball. Obviously, Russell Wilson is a leader. Um, We need some more of the defenders to do the same thing. We need to avoid the glut of injuries that this team seems to have suffered. um, Significant injuries to significant players uh, consistently, which is not the kind of consistency that you want at all as a franchise or as a team. Um, And we need, I think a lot of these very talented and promising players to now genuinely make the step up. I'm thinking of people like um, Cortland Sutton, for example. I think we need somebody like Cortland to stay fit um, and we need to see him hit 1,000 yards. 1,000 yards is still the benchmark for a, a wide receiver one. Now, I think we're, the Broncos are a little strange this, at the moment in that I think we've got a lot of potential wide receiver ones. You know, So, Cortland Sutton could be that wide receiver one. Tim Patrick has played like a wide receiver one for the last few years. Um, Jerry Judy, again, you're looking at somebody to, to to make that leap, the consistency to not drop the balls. But we need to translate promise into productivity. Um, that actually should be one of those slogans over the, the locker room wall that the players see on the way out. There is a lot of talent and um, it hasn't delivered. Now, it's been easy, I think, for the offence to blame the quarterback um, situation on that. They can't do that anymore unless Russell Wilson has the kind of season that Russell Wilson has never had. Obviously, injuries are something that could derail everything, but we're not even going to think about that, you know, as your your, your well-trod uh, story of, of Peyton Manning and and practising, uh, not giving any reps to the second QB. Um, so that would be it for me, I think. Avoid injury, leaders step up, um, turn promise into productivity. Um, and I do think we need to hit the ground running. We did it last year, but I think we all kind of knew that that was... You know that was uh, that was built on sand. We had an incredibly easy start to the season last year. Um, when we came across our first significant test, the Ravens just blasted it off, blasted us off the park. Um, we don't have that luxury this year. We we have an easier first half of the season. Second half is brutal in stretches. So we really need to to, to hit the ground running, and I think we need to. We need to win those big games. I think we've 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 had moments where we've threatened over the last few years to look like we were a team that was going to be serious about a playoff run, and, and we failed. We we we've we failed all of those games. We've lost um, this year. Now I think we need to start winning those tight games, um, and we have to be Kansas City. We have to be Kansas City, and and maybe not even. Um, from a schedule point of view, or you know, from from a record point of view, we might have enough to get into the playoffs without beating Kansas City. But I think as a franchise and as a fan base, um, and just from a psychological point of view, most of these players that are on this team have never beaten the Chiefs. I think we need to do that now, and I think if we do, then in a kind of a similar way to the uh, the way Ireland beat the All Blacks a couple of years ago in Chicago, and um, once you can do that, then I think you you make. That opposition that you previously struggled with, you make them human and now Ireland can't stop beating the All Blacks. And I think there might be something similar like that for the Broncos. If we beat the Chiefs once, then suddenly this whole idea that we can't win against them will be forgotten and we'll win our fair share. So that would be be it for me, I think.
2: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com
0: no purchase necessary bgwl report prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus
1: yeah i think a lot of sense uh, talk there i do think the the dirt of leadership is something that that sticks out i, I know there was a lot of talk on uh, twitter this week around if you could which you know former Non QB Bronco, would you like to bring to the roster? Lots of really interesting uh, suggestions, um, but some of the the more interesting ones I, I thought were possibly even around that that leadership that that we lack, um, and we need that to see that on the the defense as well. So for for me, I think the other things that that we need are. We need to be more aggressive, right? We on on defense certainly. I think that was an area where um, under Vic Fangio, it was the break, don't bend. Um, but it, it we we just didn't get the sacks we we needed. I mean, we I think had 36 sacks in, in total um, last year. I think uh, Malik Reed leads us since 2020 with 13 sacks. Um, you know, that Draymond Jones has has had uh, 12. 12. Um, you know, you, you need, we need to see more. Um, not just from Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory, we, those injury concerns are there, but we need the backups. We need Reed to continue. Um, we need to see Nick Benito come in. Um, I mean, sacks change games. That's the the reality, um, especially in tight games, in big games. There, there's a reason the Rams brought Von Miller across and that he came alive in the the playoffs. Um, you know, they, they simply wouldn't have won the the Super Bowl without Vaughn and they would won the Super Bowl without Aaron Donald getting to Joe Burrow. So to me, that that's a huge thing that we need to to get. We need to get uh, to the opposing QBs, especially given the division uh, that we're we're in. Um, and we we need to in- increase the, the number of interceptions. We had 10 interceptions in, in 2020 and, and 30 last year realistically you know again that's that's a a huge turning point if you can be aggressive if you can um, make your opponent turn the ball over and suddenly you take away um their you know points on the board that that to me is an area where we have really struggled over the the last couple of years and that i that's something i i would like to 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 Change And I think that is going to be fundamental to us being successful, having a winning record. Look, it's going to be tough to to get to the playoffs. I I really think the the division is absolutely stacked. But I think the first step on on the the road to it is a winning record. I would love to see us obviously get get to the playoffs. And I think we can build to there. But I I do think channeled aggression um, and taking chances on... On defense uh, would would be an area where I think I would really like to to see us grow. I think the other thing, um, you know, you have covered um, a lot a lot on that, but um, we we need to, I suppose, be it, it's the the efficiency in the the red zone. Like we we seem to struggle kind of. Um, in the red zone on offense we did well in the the red zone on on defense in terms of you know preventing maybe touchdowns um but it was death by a a kind of a thousand paper cuts because the offense was never able to to get the points so all the our opponents had to do a lot of the time was accumulate points with with field goals and, and they were still able to to win so i think that red zone um offense is going to to, to be really um important and it, it was interesting i've been listening to the andrew luck um podcast from the athletic which is outstanding it's really really good definitely recommend it um 20 broncos crossover with peyton manning but just as a fo- i don't even know if you have to be a football fan i think you can just be a person who's interested in stories to enjoy it but it, it's really interesting because um Shaw at uh, Stanford, you know, kind of has um, a heart-to-heart with Andrew Luck at one point. And he says to Andrew Luck, like, what is it that you need? And Andrew Luck talks about, like, the the, the play-action game requires the line and it requires a running game in order to be effective because otherwise teams know what's coming. So to, to me, it's a really good sign that we see Lloyd Cushenbury has been working out with Russell Wilson this uh, this summer. I think he needs to take a step up, but I think uh, Russell Wilson said this week they'd taken about 800 reps together. Um, prior to the start of training camp, that's the sort of stuff that, that you like to hear. It's not a guarantee of success, of course, but I think the talk also was that all of the uh, all wide receivers are certainly going to to be in san diego with russell wilson this week again that that is so important that 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 bond is there um and fingers crossed, that's another area where we can really really uh look to to improve i think one of the other things that that has already changed and, and everyone you talk to um, involved with the Broncos, um, be they media members or or people on the ground, talk about the energy, the energy that's in the room, the energy um, that Nathaniel Hackett brings. Again, this is no guarantee that the Broncos will be successful, but um, when you talk, when you hear players and coaches kind of talk about the 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 likes of Sean McVay, um, when you hear them uh, talk about the The consistently successful coaches in the league, they do talk about that energy, they do talk about that trust, they do talk about the belief um, that the coaches have in them and and trusting them to go out and execute a plan in the manner they see fit. I think maybe that's an area where we're seeing... um, creep out now over the last few weeks and months that maybe that didn't exist uh, within the, the Broncos organization over the, the past three years. So that to me is something that would be key to again being successful. Okay, round two. Name something
0: that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary forward by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
3: yeah I think um, I, th- I agree on, I just uh, on, on the interceptions you were talking about and, and, and the pass rush there, the, those, those points I think they're actually combined you know I think the more heat you can get on the quarterback um, and the quicker you can get a key on the quarterback directly improves your chances of turnovers and interceptions. You know, I think they are related, obviously. um, You know, the Broncos have won three Super Bowls. Arguably we wouldn't have won any Super Bowls if we didn't have an incredible pass rush in those games. Um, Like I remember the, the re- one of the early reasons, I think I felt the game against the Packers, for example, was going to be different was alongside Terrell Davis clearly becoming, you know, the legend unfolding in front of you was because they were knocking Brett Favre all over the place. I mean, Brett Favre, was years later, said every time I dropped back, I was knocked on my ass. You know, there was Broncos coming at me from everywhere. There were blitzing me from all over the place. So I think as a franchise, we should absolutely understand the importance of a pass rush. And I think we've got a decent secondary. I mean, I think we spoke about this last week. If you had to pick one position as the strongest on the Broncos at the moment... Personally, I would probably pick the secondary because I think they've delivered in the past, whereas the wide receiver group is still promised for me. Um, so the the, the players that are there, the individuals are there, the unit that's there is good enough in the secondary. I think it's up to the past rush now to start getting heat on these quarterbacks. And you only have to look at the quarterbacks that they have to get after to understand just how important it is. I mean, Justin Herbert is coming into. Um, another season now with one more year of experience under his belt. And he, already he is a sensational player, um, you know, and he's got a better team around him now. So, you know, that's just Herbert. Mahomes is Mahomes. Derek Carr now has Devontae Adams. Like this is this is not getting any easier. Like the other day, I think there was a top five tight ends in the NFL. Two of them are in our division, uh, you know, I, I, and this is a, a team and a franchise that historically has had inordinate problems with tight ends. Um, you know, this defence really has to step up. And unfortunately, as heralded as it was last year, and I know we spoke about this before, it seemed to me that in the big moments in games, the, 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 the defence did not deliver when it truly mattered. Um, and I think a lot of that was to do with Fangio's defence that was was built to, to keep, you know, to, to hold the team, to, to, to bend but don't break. And unfortunately, they broke when it mattered most. I think we need these guys now to really step up. And I think it does come down hugely calm to Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory, neither of whom have come close apart from Chubb in his rookie season to playing uh, the full complement of games. If they can stay healthy for 12 games each, I think that would be a minor miracle because there's very little in their past to suggest that they will do. If they can, they're such good players when fit that they can deliver the pass rush that we need. If not, then you are relying on Malik Reed and Nick Benito and, and Baron Browning, I suppose, as well to make the step up. That's that's a lot. To, you know, you know we, that to me is still a question mark. I think mean, there was a thing in ESPN. I think the, the other day where they looked at weakest position groups on teams. Um, the Broncos' weakest position group was the tight end group, which I think is is fair enough. They're very inexperienced, so you'd have to have question marks about the tight end group. But for me, I would have probably had pass rush second because. I think on paper, again, you look at it and you go, yeah, there's they're, they're two extremely talented starters and there's good backups, but as we've discovered ourselves over the last couple of years, Colm, um, Malik Reed becomes a starter for the Broncos after about five or six weeks because Bradley Chubb was always injured. Um, we need these guys to stay fit because we know what their talent is like if they are fit, um, but it's going to be a huge ask to, to, to get the likes of Benito and Malik Reed to step up again. And as you said, Malik Reed leads the team in sacks with 13 since 2020. That's, yeah, that's a very, very low total, you know, and as good as Malik Reed has has performed, way above, I suppose, what people would expect given he was an undrafted free agent. Um, we need an awful lot more if we're serious about going to the playoffs this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's not it's not a knock on him, it's just a no, knock no, on no. the team no. in terms of you are leading um, you know, you're leading Russia needs to over two seasons need to needs to total more um than yeah. than 13. And I, I'm I, it, it's like the Broncos with the Fangio defense Um, given the offense that we had it, it was like it, it was the worst possible defense I mean yeah you could play the Vic Fangio defense if you had Peyton the 2013 version of Peyton Manning and that Broncos offense right then yeah. great then you stop them then you're scoring or if you had Fangio's defense and the the greatest show on turf fantastic <laughs> Then that that because you're putting up the points on the other end, but with the Broncos not putting up the points, they desperately needed the the turnovers, the, the sacks, the big big plays in order to to swing the momentum.
3: I think yeah, the, but I, I think all of, we all love Brandon McManus. He's a great character. You know, he's a good friend of Vaughn's, which probably speaks to the kind of dude he is. We've seen far too much of Brandon McManus' Broncos fans over the last few years. We really have. It seems like every time you look up the TV, Brandon McManus is is attempting a field goal. Not making a point after attempting a field goal. We need to see an awful lot less of Brandon, with all due respect, in the coming season. I just just don't need to see him anymore. We've seen far too much of him.
1: Yeah, we, we want to see those point after uh, attempts. Um, nothing personal, Brandon. We just yes. yeah. No, um, no, we love
3: Brandon. We love Brandon. Everybody loves Brandon. but Just no, like he was the offense for the Broncos. It seemed like for the last two or three years.
1: Um, absolutely, but you know we we do talk about the potential. We do think the the potential is is there. There is a, a lot of hope and excitement in uh, Broncos country. A week out from um, training camp. Um, I think for, for us, we're we're looking forward to training camp getting going. There, there will be lots more to, to talk about then. And obviously with training camp starting, it means that pre-season football is only just uh, around the corner. But Stuart, for, for this week, I want to thank you for taking the time to, to join me. Michael will be back in due course, um, but he is enjoying a well-earned break at the moment. Um, you can find Stuart on Twitter at PurpleHeartTC. I'm on there at column from Cork. Michael's on there at Michael underscore NFL. We will be back to talk training camp next week. And uh, look forward to chatting to you then, Stuart. Go Broncos.
3: The phony war is over, Colin. This time next week. Go Broncos.